0: You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons limited series. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. In this episode, we override Cauldron Row, reunite with Aaron, and catch up with Owen. Welcome to episode 10 of Lightkeeper Protocol. the light keeper protocol a podcast about our journey through horizon zero dawn and horizon forbidden west i am jared but you can call me ja and i am here with christina also known as pop tart hello yes and we'd like to welcome any new listeners as well as welcome back any returning listeners thanks for taking the time to check out light keeper protocol we hope you're enjoying the ride so far uh just before we get started i want to let everybody know Now, we do have a Discord uh, at mash.gg slash Discord, and we have some channels there dedicated to Horizon Zero Dawn and Forbidden West. So uh, we love to hear from you. Come in and talk about the game, talk about the show. Let us know what you think. We have a spoiler channel, too. So, you know, if you're okay with talking about spoilers, you can speak in that channel. If not, just stay in the other channel and you'll be okay. But uh, yeah, like like I said, mash.gg slash Discord. We love to have you there. Uh, but let's do a quick recap, and then we'll go ahead and get into you know what we're actually talking about this episode. But uh, yeah, so last episode we finished the daughter's vengeance side quest and killed Zaid, or sorry, Zaid. Um, I work with a guy, he, he he's called Zaid, so don't <laughs> don't hate me, okay? Spelled the same way, but Zaid. Um, we helped Captain Balan find out what happened to some of his missing men. Heard a. Uh, uh, a radical poem by one of his guys, <laughs> if you want to call it that. And uh, yeah, we also explored the Gate Lands a bit. In this episode, we will continue exploring the Gate Lands a little bit by talking about Cauldron Row. That's how we're going to start this episode because Cauldron Row is also in the Gate Lands. It's actually not that far from Day Tower, to be honest with you. Uh, but Cauldron Row. When you get to it, which i I mean this should be the second cauldron you do, I would imagine I mean you could have walked right past it and then picked up another cauldron first, you don't have to do the cauldrons in any specific order, but I would imagine there's a second one that you do uh this time. the front door is broken, so you need to find another way into the cauldron, and there's actually a chasm between the you know the side you're standing on. The uh, actually did I say the door is broken? I don't even mean the door is broken. I'm sorry. <laughs> the
1: gate is broken. No. The oh my god, that's broken. the same thing. It's the the bridge.
0: The bridge. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry about that. You know, I'm not going to edit that out because we're we're humans and humans are imperfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, but the 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 bridge is broken. There is no bridge to get to the gate, and uh, so you have to find another alternate route. You have to find a ro- an alternate route. And so, uh, I think you um you just go down. Like, uh, you walk down into the chasm itself, and you find some dead bodies down there as well, some broken machines. So some others tried to get in, but they were unsuccessful. Uh, you know, the machines were probably attacking them as they were trying to get into the cauldron itself, but that didn't work out. There's a back door, or I guess a second front door to get in, and Aloy uses her override to get in. And this cauldron introduces a new element, which is uh, turbines. I think this is the first cauldron that oh, you will, yeah. you know, well, I guess technically speaking, we're we're just going to call it the second cauldron because it's our podcast and we'll call it what I want, you know, <laughs> what <laughs> what we want. Uh, so this is the, the it does introduce a new element, uh, a platforming element, uh, turbines, which they're just these like circles that move on the wall and you can grab it and it moves you around and you can shoot them and it'll go in the opposite direction. Uh, Yeah, but it, it, I think that's really the only new thing it introduces in this cauldron. I can't think of anything else very new.
1: Yeah, I mean, this was very... The last one was kind of just like, okay, find the proper path. But I feel like this one was a little bit more puzzle-based, mostly because of those turbines. So that's really...
0: Yeah, that's 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 a light puzzle. <laughs> it's like, oh,
1: right, yeah, you the, hit the, the thing turbine, and it spins the other way.
0: Exactly, so. the turbine isn't going in the right direction. How will I ever, you know, <laughs> defeat this thing? Oh no, yeah, no, you just shoot it and it starts going in the other direction. I feel like this cauldron has more enemies, though.
1: Um, yes. So this this one had more enemies, but not. It didn't feel as dangerous. But I think maybe it's because I, I understand the game a little bit more. The stupid that stupid crab thing really messed me up in the first one.
0: That's a tough that's a tough fight if you don't know how they operate or what to do with them. Uh I would say this cauldron though is more dangerous than the other. Like this cauldron has more dangerous enemies than the last one.
1: I know how to use traps now though, so
0: So no problem, son.
1: I I really didn't have any issues. I did mess up, though, when I first went, I think, on the second floor. Um, I put down some traps. I, like, stealth killed a watcher just, like, by creeping up to it. And I put traps in the hallway that I was in. A ravenger runs up, and I'm like, oh, Jesus, no. I run back to the hallway, and I didn't realize the door closes behind you. So it's just traps. But he died from the trap. That I put down so it's one mine.
0: trap killed a ravager.
1: I was shooting him before.
0: Oh, okay, he
1: ran up. Um, so it either killed him or he was almost dead, and I was able to just like finish him off. But I got really lucky that he I don't even think he could fit down that high hallway, but I think they can shoot at you. I just got really lucky because I haven't seen one before that moment. I'm pretty sure. Yes,
0: I, I was gonna bring that up. I think this if you go straight from day tower and you're exploring like the Gatelands, and you go into this this um, this area, uh, or oh, into this cauldron, I should say, sorry. That'll be your first time seeing a Ravager. There is, I'm pretty sure in the Gatelands, there is a Ravager, like, area. Like, there's an area that you go to that has multiple Ravagers in the Gatelands. But, I mean, like, if you're just kind of following the main quest line, you know, you follow the main quest line, but you go to the left, you go off to the right, you're not going to run into that area. I think you'd actually have to go. I mean, it would still take you in the direction of Meridian, but the game itself is not going to lead you there. I will tell you that for sure.
1: So I actually had to teleport back to Day Tower. It was right before I was getting to Meridian, and I was like, oh, wait, hold up. I missed this cauldron, and I don't have any teleport spots to that area, because you have to run past, like. I think there was a big bird in that area, too, plus... A storm bird? Yeah, yeah there's a storm bird that's kind of close to that spot, and there's um, Stampeders, right? That's what they're Tramplers. Tramplers. Jesus, I thought I had it this time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just think of Lion King anytime I see them, anyway. Um, right. <laughs> so when you first see it, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm not going that way. I'm just going to follow the road, and then I forgot about it. And then I was like, oh, yeah, there's a cauldron over here. Let's teleport back to Day Tower area.
0: Right, yeah. So I I think most players will run into a Ravager for the first time here. Now a Ravager, in my opinion, is pretty much a Sawtooth with a gun on top of it, and that's it.
1: Yeah. It wasn't that big of a deal.
0: Like it's not, and on top of it, I mean, the Ravagers, I mean honestly, I'd rather fight one of those than a sawtooth only because I mean if you have tear arrows or anything that has tear damage and you rip that gun off the top of it and you get your hands on the gun. Yeah, it's 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 bad news bears for everybody in the area,
1: <laughs> you know, for the most part. I actually didn't realize cuz I didn't realize it could shoot the first one that you run into and then you run into another one even further down um which there's two long legs there too. I really I really scuffed that fight up and I was still okay cuz I put a bunch of traps down. And I got to the gun after everything was dead. And I was like, Oh, are you kidding me? There is a gun. I could have used it. I, I still haven't used a gun because they always drop either close to the enemy or I just don't realize. So I haven't, except for that one instance in the main story where they pretty much tell you to do it. I haven't picked up a gun.
0: Yeah. So what I typically do, like as soon as I see him, the first thing I do is I'll aim, I'll, I'll put a terror arrow on that gun and it flies right off. And They'll be so far away from you that they'll run up towards you, and then you just kind of get past them, and you can get the gun and you can use it against them.
1: Hmm.
0: That's typically how I end up getting weapons like that, because <laughs> you just take take it off them from a distance. So, but I do I, I feel like more areas in this cauldron are set up for combat more so than the last one, because like I so said, the last one was more about traversal. Yeah. The, the 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 last cauldron really was built for traversal for you to kind of get through you kill a couple watchers uh you kill the shell walker maybe you can sneak around the shell walker and uh yeah that that was pretty much it but this one like you step into one area the area that has the long legs that is an arena it's a mm-hmm. it surrounds the heart that is an arena they want you to fight there and i, I i'm pretty sure i think you have to do you have to override the heart and it opens up another door?
1: Yes, yes. It, it, it either opens up another door or opens up a bridge that you have to use.
0: Right, yes, but you do have to do an override. So I guess technically speaking, you can stealth it, but the area is not built for stealth. Yeah, It is clearly built for a fight.
1: I was going to say, I don't. I don't really think you can because there's like ledges and stuff that you can go up on, but I think you have to go down and there's no spots to hide. So I, I really think that's like almost impossible <laughs> to do. You know
0: where you can hide? Water. There's a there's a there's like a little pool of water in there. The enemies can't get to you cuz they can't swim.
1: <laughs> oh, I didn't know
0: that. <laughs> yeah, they won't get to you. They won't I I don't even think they'll shoot at you. Like they'll c- run up to the edge and they'll try to like, you know, cuz they're that close to you, I think they're going to try to melee you and they can't mm-hmm. do it. So, but as soon as you step out of that pool, they will let loose. <laughs> right. <laughs> Whatever guns they have, uh they will definitely let loose on you. So, I'm actually messed up in here because I uh I was in that area and I remember this specifically like I was playing, I was in that area and then like my wife came in the room and I turned my head for like 2 seconds to say something and a watcher caught me and just <laughs> aggroed everything in the whole area. So, I had everything i had the the watchers coming after me i had uh all both long legs i think it's only two uh-huh. i think it's only two long legs and then the ravager all kind of gunning for me so there's a lot of running around nice. <laughs> Lots lots of running around in that fight
1: i and correct me if i'm wrong i think there's two entrances to that room one you can override a door and there's a watcher right there or the other you can go around the back way and like do a little puzzle and you kind of Get dumped in from not above but like higher up, further in the corner. Really? Yeah, that,
0: that's news to me. I, I didn't. Think, uh,
1: I didn't override the door. I don't even know that's a possibility, but that's what it looked like. But I explored that area. It went on that side, and I'm like, huh, I wonder. But I don't know.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. Like I just walked in and I was like, oh yeah, I remember you.
1: Yeah, no, I dropped <laughs> yeah. in, um and I was like at a little ledge, and the, there was like a watcher off in the distance, and then one in the center. And then the long legs and the ravengers were like a little further out. um, they only saw me because I shot them and I have nowhere to hide. so like
0: right yeah, <laughs>
1: they saw me as soon as I shot one,
0: yeah, like I think like once i yeah you know, once I killed the ravager and I got his gun, I just like just you know sprayed everything else. It was you know,
1: I put so many traps down that like I really messed up and I was about to die, and then they just all exploded, and I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whew, I'm safe. It was almost really bad, but I was good.
0: Nice. So there you do get a bit of a lore in this cauldron. Like I think once Aloy goes into that area, she says something about the blaze, right? So she just she, going in here, she discovers that blaze that's collected in the wild by the grazers is used as a fuel source for the cauldrons. So that's why the grazers are out all the time grazing grass they turn it into uh blaze and they bring it back so I mean, it may explains why um you know why there's always watches protecting the grazers because they need that fuel source you know mm-hmm. but it also explains like that you know and it makes total sense that blaze is a fuel source for the machines too so it explains why so many machines have blaze canisters on them you know like there's at least I think there's at least 11 machines that use blaze canisters besides grazers, you know. And then the machines that don't use blaze have shock coils, I think, as an energy source. So every machine has, like, an energy source in the game.
1: They don't use frost for energy source. It's either blaze or...
0: Maybe oh because you're right because some some of the machines have like frost containers and stuff like that but I don't yeah. think they use that as an energy source even I'm pretty sure even like so like uh, take the the uh, snap jaws snap mall yeah snap mall snap jaw yeah. yeah I'm pretty sure the snap mall has coils on it
1: because there was a point where I was sneaking past some snap malls and they like shook and the frost canisters came off. And I don't know if they like regenerated more or I don't know.
0: So the snap mall I'm looking at right now, the snap mall does have a blaze canister on it. Oh, it has one blaze canister on it. I think it's actually toward the top, which would probably be a really good idea to blow up because they're weak to fire. Right. But like the thing that I always go for on the snap mall, that freeze sack underneath, because once you freeze them, you can just go to town on them. So, but the thing about it, though, like, if they're using Blaze as a source of, like, energy, right, when I blow up a Blaze container, it shouldn't that just shut down the machine, whatever machine I'm, right. I'm firing at?
1: I wonder if they still have, like, some...
0: Residual? Yeah, like, some residual, f- going f- like, still
1: going through their system, you know?
0: Maybe, you know, and it should just be a game of weight them out.
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, they're still way too aggressive for... <laughs>
0: yeah. But, you know, we got to give them a leeway. It is a video game. <laughs> they, uh, they might have some auxiliary power source. You never know. But, yeah, so that, that's the thing. Blaze is used as uh, an energy source and then shot close for the other one. So, I mean, it's not something I really thought about before. You know, it's, it's not something I thought about before. Like, why do, why does a. Um,
1: like, why are grazers even a thing?
0: Well, one, why are grazers even a thing? Like, I think, like, well, so every machine has a purpose right Mm -hmm. but it's like okay well grazers graze grass and turn it into blaze and i figured maybe at first it's for it's because uh uh, like something to do with the humans (laughs) you know like it it helps them in some way but no like it helps the cauldron but also like why like a sawtooth has a blaze container on it right and it's because you know it needs it as a fuel source
1: because i thought it was just like okay well if you shoot fire you'd have blaze but i guess that's not accurate
0: necessarily the case yeah because yeah, technically speaking the uh the 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 sawtooth well, neither the sawtooth or the ravager shoot fire right you know so that that's the thing that, that just interesting um so at after you do that i think you kind of go to the end of the cauldron which there's a snap maw at the end of this cauldron which I mean, at this point you should have fought a few and i mean honestly a Snap Mall in this situation isn't that uh, big of a deal, especially because of how the arena is set up. Like, there are these little, like, waist-high walls that go around the Snap Mall with these gaps. And those gaps are the perfect place for traps. Yep. And I, like, I'm sure you very those, <laughs> those spaces appropriately.
1: Yep. I was thought I was such big brain because the last cauldron I was in, all of these watchers came from these doors. So I went to every spot that looked like a door, and I put traps down. And wherever the—I think it was just a Ravager—wherever it came in from was not where I put one of those traps.
0: Really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, when you start the fight, a Ravager does appear. I honestly— I forgot that that was gonna happen. (laughs) I forgot that that was gonna happen. And I'm like, "Oh, where'd you come from? This you just made this fight exciting, even though the snap mall like I so the snap mall would come hit the trap that I put down, blow up, and then like kind of stand there for a second, and I would just run around the other side of the arena. And the snap mall, so the snap mall actually never got out of the middle, right? Because I just kept moving it around. It was the ravager that got out, or that was the one that was actually chasing me. And it just so happened that you would have thought I was more skilled than I actually was because the ravager was just pushing me around the circle, and the snapwalk kept trying to come <laughs> into the into the area and kept hitting the traps so but uh yeah that was a that that was a pretty simple fight that was a pretty easy fight um most of well, yeah, I mean most of the cauldron fights will be in that staged area, so you kind of get used to fighting there. There is one for sure that is not. I can tell you that that there's one that is not like that at all, which is kind of cool. And I think you'll find that one in the jewel. Yeah, once you get to the jewel, there's a cauldron down there. And that that cauldron is actually pretty different. So, Uh, Yeah, but this cauldron, it grants override for tramplers, shell walkers, ravagers, snap maws, and long legs. So you're getting some of the beefier machines with this one. Cause if you think long legs are annoying, I think long legs are annoying. Wait till <laughs> the the enemies get to get fight these long legs, like <laughs> you know. Cause like some of the machines are just better at fighting other machines. Like you you change a watcher, it's really just a distraction because the other watchers are going to uh, beat the crap out of it, like really fast. But um, something like a shell walker is a problem for <laughs> other machines too. Uh, so and like even like a ravager too. So. Yeah, but it's a it's a it was, you know pretty pretty short cauldron. Well, most of them are to be perfectly honest with you. Like I think I think the biggest the the most different one, if I remember correctly, was the one in the jewel, and that one takes a little bit of time. So, but yeah, this is standard course. But yeah, so now you get more machines that you can override, which is nice. Right, so before we move out the gate lands, there is one more thing I want to talk about. I think it's a. There is a corrupted zone that, what is it? I think that corrupted zone was three long legs, two tramplers, and two glint hawks.
1: Were there glint hawks?
0: I, you know, I can't tell. Like, I, think that I can't tell if the glint hawks were part of the corrupted zone or not because the glint hawks can glow red. I remember seeing glint hawks in the area, but I don't know if they were part of the Corrupted Zone.
1: I don't think they were um, because there's – so I was a wuss for this one because I haven't really fought (laughs) – I I go back and forth now. Sometimes I'm really bold and sometimes I'm still a wuss. This, though, I was a little nervous about. So I stayed up – because you go outside of a town and it's like right there. So I stayed up high for a bit just trying to shoot these things down and it didn't work because they kept hiding. So I was like, OK, well, I have to go actually in and I'm like traversing around the top and it's like around the whole area. is just machines like there's like tramplers and, you know, machines all the way around the area. So if there was any glint hawks, I think they might have been like right outside of it, but they're like really close to the corrupted yeah. zone.
0: Yeah, in my video, I could see them above, like, when I was sneaking in toward the Corrupted Zone. But like I said, sometimes they glow red at night.
1: Oh, okay. And I think
0: that might be, like, why, you know? Like, so, like, I think it's like their chest piece will glow, like, will glow, like, red or something like that. Um. So, but they were, I, I think you're right. They were, they're were, they just close to the zone, not in the zone. But, I mean, I mean, the the re, the thing about this, because I, I really don't fight tramplers but i don't have to like they're pretty docile and i don't want to say docile but like you know why mess with them <laughs>
2: you right know?
0: but you have to fight these tramplers and they remind me of like ground type pokemon that's what they remind me
1: like a taurus of.
0: <laughs> yeah like a taurus but or something normal, like that. They, but they they do like uh like uh like a charging attack and they have like this ground attack that makes fire come up out of the ground and stuff like that it's like fighting a Pokemon.
1: I just I just shot them as much as I could. I was mostly concerned about the long legs because I was afraid that I would get, like, they would stun me, and then I would just get ran over or something.
0: Right, and yeah. And
1: I think I did this right after the cauldron, and I'm like, I, I'm now able to override them, but I can't.
0: Right, because yeah, <laughs> that's right, because they're already corrupted. I mean, the, the trampler is like, honestly, anything I fight, my like and i don't know like you know if they don't have like a like a like a clear weakness frost like it it, it gets yeah. frosted you know and then cuz i mean it, once they're frosted you could take their horns off super easy i mean you could do that with a tear arrow as well but that corrupted zone is actually pretty open so once you start attacking and they and one notices you they all notice you
1: yeah so
0: that's kind of the thing
1: So I used a lot of tear arrows when I was still looking down. And even if they had the red above their head, they couldn't do anything to me because I was so far up. So I was blasting things off of them before I finally jumped down. Um, And then when I went down, I was like, I'm going to, you know, be careful, prep myself, put these traps down. I put like three traps down and a long leg saw me. And I was like, well, guess I'm going to have to do a real fight here.
0: (laughs) Yeah. that's how it be sometimes.
1: (laughs) I was so upset. but I got it. It's fine. I didn't die. Well,
0: that's 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 the good thing, right? It actually, I don't know, for some reason this fight took a little longer than it should have for me cuz it definitely turned from night to day while I was doing it. <laughs> it. It went from nighttime to daytime while I was doing this fight.
1: I think it went so. from daytime to nighttime for me, but that's because I just took forever. And then when I had to go down, I had to be like extra careful cuz there were regular tramplers on the other side of the corrupted right. zone.
0: And you don't want to, so. yeah. Yeah you don't want to wake those guys up. You don't want more trouble than you have to take. So. Right. But uh yeah, let's move on. We're actually going to hop into the main quest city of the Sun. I mean, the last time we were in this quest was when we talked to Captain the captain of uh Day Tower. And he told us, you know, take this path and you know, make it to meridian. So it's, we we hit we did some detours but we finally made it to Meridian. And, uh, you know, you're going across Meridian Gate because there's actually two ways to get into Meridian. I don't know. I wonder what happens if you try to get into Meridian the other way. Now that I think about it, because you can go into Meridian upstairs and, you know, there's the gate or there's an elevator that goes from the Meridian Village to inside Meridian.
1: Yeah. So I couldn't figure out how to get into Meridian because I was like on the underside uh, where all the crops and stuff were. And I was like, oh. There's an elevator here. Let me go take it. And I go to take it. And they're like, all the elevators are off, out of bounds or off of access, whatever. They wouldn't let me take it. So I had to go all the way around to the front.
0: Ooh, that's a pain. Yeah. That's a a pain. (laughs) So, okay. So that's what happens. Like, I never tried to go to Meridian from, like, for the first time, you know, from the bottom. So... Uh, as you're going across the bridge, which you can't ride anything across, like you get to all, there's a hard stop on Meridian, like where you can actually ride stuff into the city. So I don't know, maybe those limitations will be lifted with the PS five. Who knows? But, um, uh, you know, you, as you're on the bridge, you can hear like a carja merchant. Actually, I don't, I don't know if they're a carja merchant or not. You hear a merchant talking and he mentions that something's happened to Ursa. Um, and he has nothing to do with it. Like, he has nothing to do with what happened to Ursa. So clearly something happened to her, and, you know, he tells you they're not going to let you in because the city's on lockdown. So you approach the gate, and Aloy is stopped by a
3: guard. Stop right there. In light of the recent attack, no stranger passes into Meridian without submitting to search.
2: Recent attack? What are you talking about?
3: The murder of Captain Ursa and her vanguards, of course. Ambushed by Shadow Carja forces in Redridge Pass.
2: Ursa? You mean Erend's sister is dead?
3: How would you know his name?
2: I know Erend. Summon him. I need to speak to him.
3: Ha! Huh. I doubt that Erend, the new captain of the Vanguard, a man in grief, is going to waste his time on a grimy outlander.
4: Aloy! Hey, you're alive! I thought you were dead! Make way! Make way! All the way to Meridian, just to see me.
2: Have you been drinking?
4: Ah, not really. A little. So you're alive. This, uh, we should celebrate. It drinks on me. We need to
2: talk, alone, and you need to pull it together.
4: Over there. So you approve? Of course I approve. From now on she may come and go from this city as she pleases. As you wish, sir. There, alone as you asked. And what did you want to tell me?
2: I heard what happened to Ursa. I'm sorry. I know she was special to you.
4: Special to me? Special to everyone. She always knew what to do, she bossed everyone around. She kept me in line. Now I'm supposed to fill her shoes, instead here I am, stumbling around in them.
2: Give yourself some time. You'll find your footing.
4: Not at the rate I've been drinking.
2: And what would your sister have said about that?
4: I know, you're right. I should expect more of myself. She always did.
2: A lot has happened since we last spoke. The proving was attacked by a group of killers. Not many of us survived.
4: We were in the village when we heard explosions up on the mountain. Some of your braves came back, said most of the contestants were dead. I've never heard such a wail of grief as the sound that rose up from your people. How did you survive?
2: How I survived is less important than how I was targeted.
4: Targeted? What do you mean?
2: The killers came for me, because of Olin.
4: What are you talking about? That doesn't make sense.
2: I need to find Olin. I need to know what he knows.
4: But... he's a friend.
2: No, he's a traitor. I don't know who the killers are or what they want, but I do know that Olin is working with them.
4: But... I mean... this...
2: I don't need you to understand, Erend. I just need you to take me to him.
4: He's not here. He went scrounging for scrap and relics days ago. It could be anywhere.
2: Are there any places he frequents, places he returns to?
4: A house here in Meridian.
2: Okay, then take me there. I need to search it.
4: I guess, as long as I'm there to witness the search. So the guard tells you it she can't pass,
0: you know, because the murder of Captain Ursa and her vanguard. So she was ambushed by Shadow Karja in Red Ridge Pass. And this is me and Christina before we started this episode really tried to find out the first like, does anybody explain to you up to this point what the Shadow Karja are? And from a main story line or a main story perspective, we could not find it. Like, <laughs> we could not find somebody in the main and like in any of the main quest lines explaining what the Shadow Karja are. Uh, But we're going to explain it a little bit later (laughs) in this episode. But for now, we're just going to be like Aloy and ignore the fact that they said Shadow Carja. (laughs) Like, there was like, there was nothing like, wait, what? (laughs) You know, like, Shadow Carja? What is that? Like, there was none of that in this conversation, per se. But either way, he's telling Aloy that no strangers are allowed. And Aloy is like, well, I know Aaron. And the guard's like, how would you know? the leader of the carja guard or whatever they're called. I can't remember what the name, what the name of Vanguard? the uh, Vanguard. There you go. Bam. That's why you're here, Christina.
1: My brain works <laughs> sometimes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like the leader of the Vanguard. And he doesn't believe, you know, that this Nora Savage, you know, doesn't, uh, <laughs> knows Aaron. So when that happens, as these things do, Aaron miraculously appears and he is drunk. Um, he is happy to see Aloy. Like, oh, you came once just to see me, you know. And Aloy is like, well, one, A, we need to talk alone, B, you need to get together, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta pull it together, you know. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, he is drunk, Aaron doesn't sound that much different than regular Aaron. I'm, I'm telling the voice actor, he could have slurred his speech a little bit more, man, like, you know. It a bit was, more comedy here.
1: It was really funny though because she's like, "Have you been drinking?" He's like, "What? No, you're here. Drinks on me." And I'm like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> <laughs> well, no,
0: he says like, "No, maybe a little a bit."
1: Little,
0: right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like that, you know. um And uh he's like, "You know," he does tell the guard because so the guard's like, "Oh, you you know her?" And he's like, "Yeah, I know her." And now she can come and go as she pleases. That would have been so much funnier if you would have said that, drunkard. She can come here whenever she wants. Come go as she <laughs> pleases, <laughs> you know. That's my voice acting audition for the third horizon, by the way.
1: I'll submit it for yeah. you.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> so, so, Alo, she knows she, she gives her condolences, you know, about Ursa, and you know, she's like, I oh, know she's special to you, and he's like, Yeah, she's special to everybody, you know. And um, he's supposed to feel he says he's supposed to be off her shoes, but instead, he's stumbling on them, and you get like a flashpoint, and you can use like intellect. And it'll and this is the one I picked where you say it'll get easier. You know, what'd you pick for this flashpoint?
1: Um, I picked the I lost someone too. So like the,
0: the compassion. compassion one, yeah. All right. Well, what does she say there?
1: Um, so she like tells him, you know, I lost someone too, like um the man who raised me, his name was Ross, and I don't know where this ends to like the next conversation, but he goes, That's terrible. Why is it every time you know, you say something terrible. Someone has to tell you something terrible that happens to them. And she's like, "Yeah, why is that?" <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, yeah. That's why I didn't pick that one. Because <laughs> oh man, you 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 uh you all somebody. Me too. Let's talk about me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just like you. Like yeah, no. So I I'd said say, it'll get I, easier.
1: I understand though. Like they're trying to like you know be like hey you know it happens like I'm here for you like I understand you know not trying to necessarily make it about them it's just like a you know I understand where you're coming from if you need someone to talk to
0: Oh yeah, no, I, I get that too. But there are definitely some people who are like, oh, you lost somebody. Me too. It was the worst thing that ever happened to me, and now the whole <laughs> thing is about is, is about them. So it's no, like, I totally oh, you broke
1: your leg. Yeah, I broke like three legs and fell into a ravine <laughs> and got half eaten by a crocodile. And it's like, okay, yes. dude.
0: So yeah, so be happy that wasn't you. Like basically, right <laughs> is what that turns into. So no, I I I, I totally get that. So uh when you select it'll get easier. She says, you know, like give yourself some time, you'll find your footing. And uh Aaron says he should expect more of himself because Ursa always did. I'm not exactly I don't know what they said for stop feeling sorry for yourself, but you can imagine, you know. Uh you know, like stop being such a baby. You know. But um yeah, Eloise tells Aaron that the proving was attacked and Aaron's like, "Yeah, I was in the village when it happened and I heard the explosion and" When the Braves came back and said that most of the contestants were dead, he had never heard such a wail of grief. So, you know, there was a obviously a lot of mourning in the Nora tribe because that was a lot. You know, those are people's like children, <laughs> you know, they're, they're 18 year olds. They they had just turned 18 and they were going to finally become productive members of the tribe. And yeah, now they're not. Um, so, uh, you know, she tells her she tells Aaron that the killers came for her because of Olin and she needs to talk to him. And knows what he knows. And Aaron's like, that can't be true because he's he's a friend. Like, you know, she's like, no, he's a traitor. And uh, she doesn't know who the killers are, but she knows that Owen is working with him. And Aaron says that he's not there. He went scavenging a few days ago, but he has a house there and he agrees to let you search as long as, you know, he's there to see it. Uh, But, you know, Ayla, you know, you're walking through the city with Aaron. And, you know, she talks about how much noise there is. And, like, you know, cause technically speaking, even, like, mother's heart was noisy for her. And now she's even in an even larger city. And once again, she's just used to being an outcast. She's not used to being around that much noise. But as you're walking through the city, you can hear people remark about her. And they're like, oh, they're letting anyone into the city. And I'm like, actually, it's the exact opposite. They're not letting anybody into the city right now. Uh, but that's, that's what they're saying. They're kind of putting their, their nose up to it. Uh, you know. They're, they're probably looking at the way she's dressed like, oh, she's a Nora Savage. And I'm like, you guys don't dress that much better. Whatever that that stuff you wear in your head,
1: ain't right. it? I feel like I'm <laughs> wearing the Karja outfit right now, too, which makes it even better.
0: I'm trying to think which outfit I have on. I look like a turkey. I will tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I call it the turkey outfit because that's what she looks like. You know, like somebody who's dressed up as a turkey for a Thanksgiving play. That's what my a looks like right now. Nice. But I'm killing machines with it, and that's all that really matters.
1: <laughs> well, they can't see you because they think you're a turkey, obviously.
0: <laughs> yeah, obviously. That's what's <laughs> happening. Thank you for clearing that up. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> is that turkey shooting an arrow at me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so as you get close to Owen's house, there is a group chanting about justice for Ursa.
4: Blood for blood. Yeah. Vengeance how long will Avad
3: hide in his palace? Year after year, why does he spare those who enslaved and tortured and butchered? <laughs> Errant, you should want vengeance more than anyone! Your own sister, murdered, and her death,
4: unavenged? One more word, you scorched-out slag, and I'll throw you in jail myself! Now get out of here, or I'll give you all a kick in the ass!
0: So there's Asuram, he's at the head of the group, and he's up there preaching, basically, saying, well, we need vengeance for Ursa, and Avad is hiding in his palace, as opposed to, you know, he's hiding in his palace, and he's sparing those who enslaved and tortured. And uh, he's talking about the Shadow Karger, but like I said, we will get into the Shadow Karger a little bit later. Um, and... Um, He and Aaron gets close the guys like you should be you should be upset about this. You should be more upset about this and you should want vengeance for Ursa. And Aaron, he's he's still drunk, (laughs) you know, and he's pretty pissed off and tells him that if he says anything else, he's going to throw him in the jail. And he tells everyone else to get lost. And I mean, in in, in, it, in in Aaron's case, right? Like he already lost his sister, but he's also close to a VOD. And this guy's up there talking trash about Avad, you know? So, and I don't think in this episode we're going to talk about it, but maybe in the next episode or an uh, episode very soon, we're going to talk about, well, we'll find out about Avad's relationship with, with Ursa and why it's like ridiculous for what this guy is saying. Like, he, I don't, I don't want to say it's ridiculous. But from his point of view, he's seeing that Avad's not doing anything about ursa uh being killed but he doesn't understand like he's not privy to what their relationship was like so uh, i think it becomes a bit more clear later on
1: but also that's not completely true because they're still doing stuff like they're shutting the city down and stuff I, i feel like even though the vanguard is you know the guard of the city you would still have to get approval to be able to do that right so i mean there are steps that are being taken but people don't notice that when it's not like super in your face, like we're going to war. So,
0: right. Well, I mean, they're doing that too. So, the the, the leader of the Vanguard has been killed, right? Mm-hmm. That puts the Vanguard in a vulnerable state. And so, they're locking down the city just to kind of protect the city. So, that's what that move is about. Right. What they want to see is they want to see uh, boots to asses. That's what they right. want to see. <laughs> Essentially, they want to see, uh, you know, some car, some car, some shadow cards are getting kicked in the face. <laughs> that's what they want to see. They want, Somebody they want it. They want somebody to pay for what happened to Ursa. You know that's what would uh make them happy. Uh, but Aaron, he's like not really hearing any of it. So Aloy asks, "What does he mean about Ursa's murder?" And Aaron says, "Not now." I didn't understand that line. Like even me playing the game for the first time, it's been pr- it's pretty clear what they're talking about. The right. guard told you Ursa has been killed. These people want vengeance for Ursa, and he's like. What do you mean? Like she's asking, "What do you mean about you know what he said about ursa's murder?" And it's like, even if she's like, "What do you mean they're not doing anything?" Like they, like that's kind of been explained. That like you know the the people feel like they're not really doing anything about ursa's murder. Like it's the whole thing has been explained pretty well. So that voice line kind of confused me.
1: I I guess I just feel like he probably doesn't want to go super into detail because it's still fresh and he's still really upset about it. Oh, no,
0: I get that. No, don't get me wrong. I totally get that part. I'm just saying I don't think there's any need for that voice line. Like, what yeah. do you mean? I can explain to you what they mean, Aloy. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is like, Aaron doesn't have to. Right. So, yeah, I thought that was, it was a little weird. So, when they get to Aaron's place, oh, sorry, not Aaron's place, Owen's place, she's like, well, how are we going to get it? And he just kicks the door down. She's like, oh, okay, that works.
1: I um, find it funny where I call this, like, I guess main character the main character effect where every game that you play and you're the main character, you say this person that you're BFFs with is a bad person. Believe me. And they're like, okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it
1: happens in like every game. Like he even says like, Oh, Olin, we've been friends for so long. Like, I don't think he would do that. And I'm like, he's like, no, believe me. And he's like, okay.
0: Well, he didn't just go along with it. He right. still doesn't believe you. He says he'll let you search. The, right. Uh, He'll let you search the place, but that that's it, you know? I, know. I just and actually, find it
1: weird that he even lets you, honestly. that That's what I find weird, where he's just like, yeah, let's go to his house and kick down his door.
0: <laughs> right, yeah, that, that is a bit out of character, because he's just kind of kicked the- <laughs> What if he was innocent, and he just came like, what right. happened to my door? <laughs>
1: right. I mean, he is <laughs> drunk and grieving, so maybe he's like, you know, anything that will give me answers, like, even if it could be untrue, I need to figure it out
0: yeah so i mean when she gets in she's like man there's a lot of space for one person you know because they used to live in huts and stuff like that like this place is probably not even it's probably i think it has two floors so probably okay. double the size well two floors that we can see and i'll get into that in a second so there's double the size of what her and ross probably stayed in and she's like there's a lot of space for one person and i was like hey basically have connections you know to sun king's court but it doesn't take long. Aloy uh, does find a vault door in the floor. It was covered by a rug, uh, as as these things are. And Aaron's like, "Oh man, this is a this is a this is a Osirom, uh lock or Osiram like you know bolted door or something like that." And He's like, "We'll never be able to get through without the key." And Aloy's like, "Well, we'll see about that." So, um, there's some dialogue options here, but it's really nothing of any consequence. It's. Aaron still won't talk about the crowd. Uh, You'll ask if he's ever been into this house. He's like, no. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) then, uh, you know, I think Aloy asks if Owen has ever met the Sun King, and uh, the answer is no, he never personally met the Sun King. But Owen's like, the Sun King has nothing to do with this. Don't even get started. (laughs) You know, the the Sun King has nothing to do with what's happening. Uh, So, Conveniently, on the top floor of this house, there is a pallet of ingots, which, uh, I mean, it's metal. I don't know if it's actually worth anything or not, but, I mean, it looks like the way, I I, I was going to say, it looks like the way we store gold bars. I have no idea we actually store gold bars like that.
1: (laughs) The way that they show you in video games how we store gold bars.
0: Video games and movies that we store gold bars.
1: (laughs) That's true. Movies are a thing.
0: The movies are a thing. That's how we (laughs) store gold bars, but that's kind of what it looks like. Um, So whenever I see something, I'm like, "Oh, money!" Like, for all I know, it's just metal, right? You know. So, but uh, he, she, you know, it pushes that off the ledge and it breaks through the vault door. And oh, no, Owen, sorry. Uh, Aaron has the nerve to say, "I thought I told you not to break anything." I'm like, "Dude, you kicked down the front door."
1: (laughs) Right. This is just (laughs) another door that we broke. It's fine.
0: Exactly. So um yeah she she breaks through the vault door and once you're in the vault she finds journal entries from Owen confirming he knew about the attack. So some of the journal entries are about how he misses his wife and child and other journal entries talk about you know how he gets messages on the focus to go to different dig sites and excavate the corruptors. He doesn't know why they want them um Another entry is about how he feels betraying Aaron and uh, uh, Ursa and Olin because through his focus, whenever he's near them, the, you know, anybody on the other side can hear what they're saying. So I think um, even what, like in that one entry, he was like, he's just expecting one day for Ursa to kill him because she knows that he's betraying her or something like that. And in the final entry, he talks about the events moving from his point of view. He thought, that the, he thought that the Nora were going to turn on them once the explosions happened, but the matriarchs just made them leave instead. Uh, so, and then I think that one of the final notes is that uh, he's been called to dig in Rock Reef. So, that's essentially where, where he is. Uh, but you also do find another recording. You do find a recording there with the, like, the cult, like, the, you know, the, the killers at the, at the uh, proving they were threatening Owen's family. They kidnapped him. So that's the motivation here. We we know that Owen's family has been kidnapped. Uh, that's why in his journal he wrote that he missed them, and um, that's so, why he did what he did. Go ahead.
1: Does the journal end up being an item in your inventory? Because I don't think I read it at all.
0: It does. Oh, uh, it's I didn't like, realize yeah, it's a, that. It's a, it's a glyph. Yeah. Like it's okay. a, anything, any glyph you pick up, it will uh, it'll show up in your inventory.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize so. that because it was part of like. The cutscene where she picks up the journal. So I just thought it was just like a, I don't know, a key item or something.
0: Well, if you, so actually, I don't know. If you don't read the journal ahead of time, I don't know if that's in your inventory. Cause it's on the floor, it's on the, not the ground, but it's on like one of the tables. Like you have the recording, you have the journal, you have the map. Yeah. And you can, we can read all three. You can, you know, interact with all three. So in the cutscene, she does pick it up though no, and says see look here but I don't know if it sticks with you if you didn't already read it
1: I'll, 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 check, I'll check that out but... I'm pretty
0: sure that door is still open so you can just go back to his house at any time probably
1: yeah <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah so after she finds the evidence she
4: talks to Aaron
2: there's your proof read the last page he writes about meeting me in the order to kill me
4: he called himself a friend that backstabbing cheat How did you learn to read glyphs? And these things that you see, how do you do it?
2: The focus, it reveals the unseen.
4: And Olin's focus, it's the same?
2: The device is the same, but somehow Olin and the killers can speak to each other with their focuses over distances. And see through each other's focuses too, like looking through each other's eyes.
4: So that's how the killers saw you? Through Olin?
2: Yes, so far as I can tell. Now that I know where to find Olin, I should be on my way.
4: All by yourself?
2: Leave it to me. I'm faster on my own.
4: Wait. If that device lets you see the unseen...
2: Out of the way, Erend.
4: I'm asking you to help me, Aloy. I need to know who killed Ursa. Not just the, the Shadow Karja army, I know that, but the exact soldiers who did it.
2: I'm sorry about your sister, but that's your war, not mine.
4: Don't act like this isn't personal. You came here hunting the people who nearly killed you, who massacred your people. Why should you have justice and not me? Look, I'll head for Redridge Pass, where Ursa's body was found, and wait for you there. A few minutes of your focus is all I need. Don't make me beg.
2: Redridge Pass, you said? I'll
4: see what I can do. And so Aaron, he's pretty
0: upset that you know what he found out that what Aloy said was true. He's like, I can't believe how could you do this to me. You know, I was gonna sing that part, but my voice isn't there right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he, then his his, uh, his curiosity kind of turns to something else. He's like, How can you read those glyphs? And she tells him about the focus. And so Aaron asks Aloy to. Use the focus to help him find out who killed Ursa, and honestly, she kind of disses him at this point because she's like, "This is that—that's his war, not hers," you know. And it's like, "Yo, I just let you in the city, gave you full access, got you past the guards, and you're gonna say that's like, like you know, what Aloy wants to find out about Owen—that's her war, not his, right? <laughs> you know.
1: I got so mad because exactly that, but like also. I understand, like, in the Sacred Lands, why she'd be helping her fellow, like, people. But she's doing all these side quests where it's like, oh, my brother's gone missing. Can you go find him? I'm like, yeah, sure. Where's the last place you saw him? And, and stuff like that. <laughs> like, these <laughs> random people on the streets. Yeah, let's help him out. But then Aaron, who just, like, did all this to help you, she's like, I don't... I don't think so. And I'm so like... that's
0: not really my problem? Bro. Mm, yeah, exactly. I like, guess it feels a little out of character. Like, it's not even a flashpoint, you know? Right. It's not even a flashpoint. It feels a little out of character based on the way I've been doing flashpoints, which is intellect up to this point, you know? It's like, that's not my problem, man. But um, he's like, well, then his response is, why should you have justice and not me, right? And I'm kind of thinking, I was like, well, she has a focus and you don't. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> you know, life's not fair, man. that's not fair but uh he's just like i'll go wait for your red ridge pass so he's actually gonna go wait for aloy and just hope she shows up of course we're gonna show up because we like playing the game so (laughs) that actually opens up a second main quest called the field of the fallen which we're not going to cover this episode we are going to cover that uh, on the next episode we're actually going to follow this quest all the way through because i thought that would be the end of the city of the sun quest it is not uh Aloy is actually directed to go to the dig site, which is Rockwreath. You know, which is actually in the Gatelands. I'm pretty sure that's considered the Gatelands. Um, Meridian is green. Gatelands are not. The Gatelands are <laughs> are are brown, <laughs> to, to say the <laughs> least. Brown and orange. So I'm pretty sure that's considered. Actually, uh, probably all the dig sites were are gonna be. Actually, no. I, uh, that is not true. There is a dig site. That uh, is not in the Gatelands or in like some type of rocky area. So, uh, but uh, yeah, you head to to the to the dig site and in my playthrough, there is a good five hour stretch before I got here. And we're going to talk about all the different things that happened in that five hour stretch. But for now, we're going to go ahead and fast forward. But it's like a five hour because there's like people in Meridian to talk to. There are side quests to get the Hunter's Lodge is there. Uh, there's a bottom part of Meridian we talked about is Meridian Village. So, yeah, there's there's stuff to do in the area. But we're going to go ahead and act like Aloy went straight to the dig site. Um, but you, you know you're getting close to the dig site when you see cultist and corrupted machine, so when I saw the corruption, I was like, I don't remember seeing a corrupted zone on this map, and I'm looking at the map I'm like and i'm I'm flicking the uh the legend on and off, I'm like, am I missing something <laughs> like
1: <laughs> I did the same thing. I was like, is this a corrupted zone like what yeah,
0: yeah. so you know I was like i I was like, no, no, I was like I guess it's not a corrupted zone, but then I noticed, well, one, it's only watchers, and two, there were the uh the killers there, or now. It says cultists. That's what it says now. Once you reach this part of the game, it's I don't, it doesn't say killer. It says cultist. So after a, uh, killing a few cultists um, and making it to the dig site, which you know is going to be a fight because you drop into an area you cannot get out of, mm-hmm. and uh, you, you drop into the dig site and you find the cultist leader and Olin having a conversation.
3: Bring these ancient things back to life. Their power serves us. Machine demons from beneath the ground. It's a nightmare. Nightmares, yes. The worst dreams of our enemies come true. Yes, rise. So much for catching him alone. These things will destroy us all! They will only destroy our enemies and bring us back the lands that were taken. Ah! 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 Stop working. Search the area! We may have intruders! Forgive this intrusion, Eloy. You left me no choice. Who is this? An interested party. Now the focuses are disabled, but I don't know for how long. The rest is up to you.
2: Who is this?
0: So uh, the cultists are digging and trying to find Carthoris. I think this is something we already knew, right? Because at uh oh man, what was it called? The Devil's Thirst. That the, like the devil, like the 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 thing that used to be a football stadium. I forget what the name of that actual the metal place ring. Was. The metal ring. Yes. <laughs> I I wanted to call it the sun ring, but I know it's not the sun ring. (laughs) But so the metal ring, I'm pretty sure they dug up corruptors there too, didn't they?
1: There was a corruptor that was there, but I feel like it was
0: offline, wasn't it?
1: Well, there was one that was online there because that's like the 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 metal ring. Yeah, that's the first thing that you see. Um, But I think when you're doing because you have like the bandit camps that you have to fight in the storyline leading up to it. I think that you see that they're digging up corruptors in those areas.
0: Right, they're like, they're digging up machines for sure. Yeah. So, I do know before this point we do see them digging up corruptors. Mm-hmm. But they're they're off I'm like pre- I, I I don't I don't remember fighting a corruptor in uh in the metal ring. I remember fighting a bellowback.
1: Oh, you're right. It's not a-
0: I think the corruptors are there. But it but was a corrupted they, they were bellowback they were offline. I believe they were offline, the Corruptors were. So, but yes. Yeah, so, we already knew they were digging up Corruptors. Uh, Olin is, uh, I said Olin, sorry, <laughs> Olin is just realizing that this, is, you know, that they're uh raising them, not raising them from the dead, but they're basically activating them. You know, Uh he's kind of disturbed by it, because I think he, well, actually, he does say it later, but he thought that they were just using them for scraps, but he's a little bit disturbed that they're digging them up and then also like reactivating them, essentially. And the, the cultist leader says the corruptors are gonna help them take back the lands that were taken from them. All right. And before he could say too much about that, everybody's focus in the area starts to act up. Like everybody like grabs the air, like, oh, like why does it hurt so much when the coru- when the when somebody's messing with the focuses? Because, like, the last time we saw that happen is when they were in Mother's Heart. And he, he you know, he's got to be going deaf in that air if it's hurting him.
1: Well, I was going to say, I think he talks about that. But, like, in a, in a few. Um, but, yeah, it's probably just, like, sharp noises that are going Maybe. through. I mean, that hurts. I just don't know why they don't take it out.
0: Yeah, exactly. They just kind of cover their ear a little bit. you are just
1: shoving it further in there. It's just going <laughs> to get you closer to your eardrum now.
0: Yeah, And it happens to Aloy, too. Like, So Aloy's focus also starts to act up. And Owen's like, my focus isn't working. And that actually puts the cultist on alert. Because uh, the, the cultist leader is like, oh, I think we have an intruder. So, uh, so right after that, an unknown person starts to talk to Aloy through the focus. He's the one that disabled all the the focuses, including the cultists. Uh, You know, she asks, you know, who are you? And he was like, an interested party. And I'm like, that doesn't help, (laughs) but okay. And uh, he says he doesn't know how long their focus is going to be disabled. And he just kind of just leaves the rest. He says, the rest is up to you, you know, and just kind of leaves the rest in Aloy's lap. So this encounter, I did think it was going to be a bit more difficult the first time I did it. Because now that you're fighting multiple corruptors at one time, and on top of that, there are five or six cultists that you need to kill, and it is easy enough to stealthly to stealth kill the cultists if you want to, so that you only have to fight um, the corruptors. You know, and I'm, I'm, there's probably a stealth way to fight the corruptors. Probably, I don't know it though. That's for sure.
1: <laughs> so I don't know what happened here, um, but I was setting up. My traps, like I always do, and as I'm pretty much like, okay, I'm getting and the corruptors. They just walk around in the circle like this entire time. They don't really deviate, so I'm not expecting them to like walk up here and explode and trigger everyone out of nowhere. One of the corruptors just explodes, and not like runs into a trap and takes damage and explodes. It's just because there's two of them, right?
0: Yeah, two. So. Yeah,
1: it just blows up and dies.
0: <laughs> I, I don't and Jesus has blessed you. I guess so.
1: I don't even know how it did that. Like, because it couldn't have been a trap because it was a good five minutes where I was setting it up up there. It would have ran into it before then. And if it was, like I said, it it wouldn't just
0: die. I think there's blaze containers on the ground. I know there's definitely cultists have blaze containers on their back.
1: I wonder. So that is weird. I wonder if I set up a trap by a blaze canister. And it just triggered one to the other and exploded, or somehow that canister—if there was one there—it was dead, and it didn't alert anyone.
0: Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now I said it was easy enough to stealth kill the cultist, and I definitely—that like, wasn't me. Like I—I I, I, this the first time I played through this, I stealth killed all the cultists, and then I fought the two corruptors. This time, I like slipped on a rock or something like that, and I slid <laughs> down right into them, and three cultists just like looked at me. <laughs> Just right, right there. So I'm like, okay, I guess I'm running and shooting now because they alerted almost immediately. So the good thing about this area is there is a lot of space to move around. There's high ground and low ground, which makes it like so. When the corruptors are on your tail, like I, I actually brought the corruptors up where I was originally. And then I jump down, and they're like, oh, no, what do we do? Like, (laughs) they had to run around the side, even though one of their attacks is jumping, but they won't jump from high ground to low ground. Interesting. Or or low ground to high ground, unless it's on a path. Like, they have to follow the path. So, yeah, basically, that's what it. also, there's a decent amount of cover, too, Mm -hmm. and... I really, like, I would just run around, run around, run around until I can get one of the cultists in my sight, boom, take him out. You know what also happens? If you come out of stealth, Olin helps you to a degree. If you come out of stealth. Like, he, you know, like, you'll help the cult the cultist leader say something like, kill the girl. And he's like, no, you had your chance. And then, like, he'll join the fight. But he gets knocked out, like, super fast. Like, super fast. So
1: I didn't even know he helped at all. So, my big brain um went to stealth after the the dude blew up i was like all right let me stealth a couple of these guys first and i go to stealth my first one and it like the arrow completely misses them and i was like what happened i tried to shoot olin oh (laughs) by accident um i mean the only
0: person who registered blue on the uh on the focus
1: right well i didn't use my focus i just saw a person i was like all right let's shoot this person in the head and it it was him but I stealthed, like, two of them, and I was like, okay, I don't feel like doing this. I'm just gonna... I already have one corruptor down. I'm just gonna go fight.
0: Ah, uh, right. Yeah, once you get the first corruptor down, the second one is, like, no big deal at all. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's like, you- I was just fighting two. Now I only have to fight one. Over. Yeah, so... But, uh, yeah, I mean, the fight wasn't too difficult. <laughs> like I said, I did... I- I- it was comical how I slipped down there. I'm like, <laughs> I cannot believe, as I'm falling down, I'm like, this is... Not how this is supposed to go, <laughs> <laughs> you know? but um, yeah. After you deal with the enemies, Aloy confronts Olin. I promise,
3: I'll tell you everything.
2: I know you will. The killers who came for me at the
3: Proving—who are they? The Eclipse, some kind of holy warriors, a cult of the Shadow Carja. Shadow Carja. Except they're not like any carjer I've known. They don't pray to the sun. They worship some kind of devil.
2: I'm not interested in their superstitions.
3: Oh, it's not a superstition. Their devil is real. It has a name, a voice. The most terrible voice. And they do its bidding.
2: You say this devil, the Eclipse worship, has a name?
3: Hades. That's what they call it.
2: Hades. And you've heard it speak?
3: Steal to my soul. I heard. Just once, when it saw you, such a voice, a cold, awful jangle, it scrapes your bones, it hollows your guts, a metal sound, but like nothing dug from the earth or smelted in a forge. And what did it say? System threat detected. Just three words, but in the voice of a devil. What are these eclipse cultists after, besides me? They never said. But given the Karja civil war, they must want to overthrow Sun King of Ard and take Meridian back.
2: What do I have to do with that? I don't know. When they attacked the Proving, a man came for me. Tall, strong, dead eyes. Heless. And who is he?
3: The Terror of the Sun. Stacker of corpses, we Asuram called him when he was the mad Sun King's champion. <sighs> if only he'd died with his king. But now he leads the Eclipse. I tell you, he's the most dangerous man alive.
2: How did the Eclipse recruit you? I know they took your family hostage, but why you?
3: I was a scrounger, a rummager in dark places, good at what I do. I suppose they knew I would serve them well as a scout. I had taken a delve near Maker's End. When I surfaced, they were waiting. I laughed when I saw the priest, but then he showed me Helis's encouragement. I didn't laugh after that. They gave me a focus, to watch my every move. I followed orders.
2: You had access to Meridian. Why didn't they get to Avad through you?
3: Too much dirt under my nails for an audience with the one true Sun King. But whatever Ursa or Eren told me, the Eclipse heard every word through my focus. That's why I couldn't warn you. If I'd tried, they would have killed my family.
2: Why are the Eclipse digging up ancient machines, and how do they get them to work?
3: I thought they wanted them for scrap, but they brought them back to life. Plugged some kind of device into the corpses so that Hades could whisper to them and call them from their grave.
2: I've fought that kind of machine before. Are there others?
3: Yes. The ones you fought today they call corruptors, but there are others. Much bigger, bristling with ancient weapons. Those they call Deathbringers. I've only seen them buried in the ground, but after today, anything is possible.
2: Sounds to me like they're raising an army.
3: If so, the world will fall. And I helped dig the pit.
2: The Eclipse were sent to kill me because I look like another woman. Older, maybe twice my age, short hair. Who is she?
3: I don't know. My focus found her image once, in the ruins at Maker's End. Maybe you can find her there. You found her image in the ruins? how there was a door beside it a kind of ancient device that contained the woman's image my focus recorded the location you do look like her is she your mother
2: i'm the one asking questions i've heard enough it's time to finish this
3: i won't beg for my life but if there's any mercy in you free my family please
2: where would i find them
3: my focus recorded the location. There are always guards there. You look like you can handle yourself.
2: It will take many good deeds to make up for the crimes you've committed.
3: You're sparing me? After all I've done?
2: Yes. Forge a new life, Olin. One of better make.
3: Then the rest of my life will be lived in your dead.
2: Go to the place where your family is being held and wait for me. We'll make their lives the first ones you save.
3: I didn't earn this mercy, but I will die to make myself worthy of it. I will be
0: waiting for you. All right, so Owens, he's immediately ready ready to spill it. He's like, I'll tell you everything, (laughs) you know, immediately, as soon as you walk up to him. So you learn a bunch of stuff here, right? He tells you that the killers from The Proving are a cult called the Eclipse. And they're a sponsor group of the Shadow Carja. Now, Aloy is like, Shadow Carja? Like, it's the first time she's heard of it here. And that's why we, me and Christina were like, looking like this, like, you've already heard the Shadow Carja several times in the game. You heard it at the gate for sure. Let's be be real. You're going to run around Meridian. When you're there, you're going to get side quests. There's a side quest that deals with the Shadow Carja, you know, and uh, I think it may be more than one side quest that deals with Shadow Karja. So you, you're you hearing Shadow Karja, but nobody takes the time to explain what you are. And Elo' is just like, yeah, yeah, Shadow Karja. I got it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, she even talks about, like, e- e- when that happens, she even talks about the location where the Shadow Karja are, which is called Sunfall. But nobody's told you about that yet. You know. So, yeah, it's really it's weird because in th- this, is, this is the first conversation where... You, you Where it feels like you're hearing Shadow Karja for the first time. So we don't know who actually or where you get the most info on the Shadow Karja. So I'm just going to tell you now. In case, uh, but, but the Shadow Karja are Jiren supporters. So Jiren was the Mad Sun King. And they're his supporters. Uh They lost the Civil War. So when Avad and his forces, so the Avad and the Asaram and all of the Karja who supported him came... And they 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 pushed them out of the city. And uh, they believe that the Mad Sun King was right, and they don't support a vibe. They call him the Usurper, you know, stuff like that. And they're called, they they actually call themselves the Karja and Shadow. But, yeah, everybody else calls them the Shadow Karja. They were pushed out away from uh, Meridian, and they went to Sunfall, which is another city. It was actually the Summer Palace of Jiren. But Sunfall is actually where the sun ring was. So that's where all the sacrifices and stuff like that took place as well. And, you know, me and Christina, we were, like I said, we would look back at, before we did the show, to see who told us information like this before. But it, No one, but, you know, the captain at Day Tower, he says, oh yeah, the sun ring is a monument to those who were sacrificed there. That can't be true, because the people who did the sacrificing still live there.
1: Right, and I feel like they talked about how there are some Karja that don't see the new Sun King as the Sun King, and they've, like, separated, but, like, that was it. They didn't say that they were the Shadow Karja or X, Y, and Z. Like, it was, like, that bit of information, and that's it.
0: Yeah. So, like, that that was pretty much it. I don't want to get too deep in the Shadow Karja. Like, like if... If they have points of the shadow carja before we go talk to Avad, because we will eventually talk to Avad, then I'll get into it there. But yeah, there's just a lot of detail around the shadow carja. It feels like that should have been a, like a, a info dump that somebody should have given you in the main quest line, and it just really wasn't in the main quest line. Like we're finally like, well, if you talk to this person when you went here, she should have told you about it. But like that was that no, nobody in the main quest line actually tells you about the shadow carja and we're not even dealing with the shadow Karja. we're dealing well, we're dealing with the shadow Karja, but we're dealing with a splinter group of the shadow Karja. <laughs> you know a cult group if you if you would so yeah that's who the shadow carja are they are the Karja that thinks that the sacrifices were a ok <laughs> you know uh but um he says the eclipse don't pray to the sun they pray to a devil named Hades and uh Owen has heard the devil speak before. says, oh, I was got a terrible, I think it says, it has a terrible voice, and he heard it talk when Owen's focus saw Aloy. He says, it's got, uh, he describes it as a cold, awful jangle that scrapes your bones and hollows your guts. It has a metal sound, and it said three words, system threat detected. I'm like, oh, I know what that means.
1: <laughs> it just reminds me all over again of, like, the door situation. Where they're like, it's corrupted. And they're like, oh, all Mother says there's corruption. You need to clear the corruption. <laughs> like, that's exactly where my ma- mind went as soon as those three words were spoken.
0: Yeah. So there's definitely a lot, uh, not a lot of, but, like, there's some, well, actually, obviously, the Karja believe it's some type of, like, spirit. Because I think he described them as, like, a holy cult or holy warriors or something like that Uh, in in, in the cutscene, scene. He's, he did use the word holy. So. It has something to do with religion, so they're kind of like, "Oh, this metal devil, this metal god is speaking to us," you know. For the most part, so and the Nora back home, like, we told you about those metal devils, <laughs> 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 you know. Uh, so, well, Owen says he doesn't know exactly what the eclipse want, but he assumed they want to throw, overthrow a bot and take Meridian back. And is like, well, "What do I have? To, what do I have to do with that?" No one's like, "I have no idea." Well, clearly, you are a threat to the system, Aloy, because it said system threat detect. That's what Uh Hades said. So, uh, Owen reveals the name of the person who attacked her at the proving and killed Rost. That guy said, put your, you know, turn your face to the sun, girl. His name is Helis, and he is known as the Terror of the Sun. Um, He was the Mad Sun King's champion. The Osoram called him the stacker of corpses. And I'll get into this now. They call him the stacker of corpses because there is a a glyph in Meridian that you can find. And I'm not going to go over the whole glyph, but it's like a a preface to a dot to it's not the full document, but it's like a preface to, I guess, a book or a record of everything the sun king, mad sun king did. And they talked about Helis and how when he, he was attacking like an Osram city. In order to help his other troops get over, uh, get over the wall, all the people he killed, he stacked up the bodies and had his people climb over the bodies to get over the wall. So they call him the Stacker of Corpses. Wow! All right, so Owen calls him the most dangerous man alive, um, and that's so that's the guy. So now you have a name to the face. Uh, so, like I said, that document's in, it's a, it's not a long read either. So, it's, it's, if you can find it, it's worth it. Because they even talked about how much blood was spilled. Um, like, I think one of the entries like, there was so much blood spilled in the Maze lands that when the next time the crops grew, they, they they had like, they were blue because of the blood or something like that. Uh, it was like, yeah, it's a lot. So, oh, I told talks to you about how they found him or how they turned him. And uh, it was at a ruin called Maker's End. And he was there doing what he does, you know, scavenging and stuff. And when he came out, they were waiting for him. And I guess one of the priests, the, the Shadow Karcher priest, was like, we want you to work for us. And he was like, he he said he laughed at him at first. And then, uh, yeah, they convinced him not to. <laughs> they said that he had, uh, they had healers convince him. So they basically coerced him into working with them, And they gave him a focus. And, you know, they basically, uh, they listen to everything he said. He says he couldn't warn Aloy about the proving because they would have killed his family, which we already knew that they had his family held hostage. So, uh, and like I said earlier, he said uh, he thought they wanted the machines for scrap, but he says they're bringing them back. And he says, you know, he tells you finally the name of the of the machine, even though I guess the focus already told us the name of the machine uh, because you know we see them as corruptors when when we scan them. But he says though those were called corruptors. And there's another machine that we haven't seen called Deathbringers. And he says the Deathbringers are much bigger and have more weapons. Yes, if this is your playthrough, you are going to fight them. So just prepare yourself mentally for that.
1: Sounds great. Yeah, he said that and I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, no.
0: Actually, it's funny, though, because I think the first time you come across a Deathbringer, I don't believe you actually have to fight it. Do you have to fight? I can't remember. But it's definitely it's not a full Deathbringer fight. I can tell you that for sure you have to fight it. But it makes you worry about the next time you're gonna fight when I'll tell you that, that much. Um so Aloy, she kind of puts one or two together. She says, Oh, it sounds like they're building an army, which makes sense. If you have these Deathbringers that have these huge weapons, and then you have the corruptors that can turn that could basically gain control of machines, it makes perfect sense they're just trying to they're trying to build an army so they could take back Meridian. So that mystery is solved. Well, kind of. We're going to get confirmation later on, but still. And uh, Ailo, she asked about the older woman that looks like her. And Owen's like, I don't know who she is, but I've seen her before. And he's like, you know, when I was in Maker's End, I saw the her image in Maker's End. And he gives her the location of Maker's End so she can go see it herself. And she's like, you do look like her. Is that your mother? And she's like, I saw you know, She doesn't say anything, but in her head, she's probably like, no, actually, she says, I'm the one asking the questions here. But she's probably like, that's a sore spot right now. <laughs> you know um but yeah and so once alo is done asking questions you know she's like okay it's time to finish this and nolan's like i won't beg for my life but he does ask that you free his family so now you have flash points you have the three of course you have uh, a compassion one an intellect one and like the fist one um if you pick intellect this is complicated it actually doesn't do anything she just says this is more complicated than I thought it was going to be. She's thought, she says, like, no, when I know. Th- when I thought I found you, the answer would be clear, but it's not. And you actually lose that option. It doesn't do anything. If Which one did you pick? I'm pretty sure what, I know which one you
1: picked. You probably know which one. Yeah, I picked the compassion one.
0: Yeah. Okay, yeah. so we're, we're getting into that. If you pick the aggressive one, she does kill Owen. She will kill him. She, she'll say something to the effect of like, you know, I understand that they took your family, but because of what you did, dozens of people were killed. And then she'll, you know, he says like, I'm ready, you know, I'm sorry and stuff like that. And she stabs him in the gut and that's it. And if you pick redeem yourself, she lets Owen live. And um, I think she does say that she's going to go find his family, though. I can't remember. I think she does say she's going to find his family. Uh, but like, so, it, and that's in the one where you kill him, but in the redeem yourself, she's I'm gonna let you live and cause it'll take you many good deeds to make up for what you did. And he's like, oh, the left of my, the rest of my life will be in your debt. And she uh, lets him go. Uh, and, or she tells him, she doesn't let him go, but she tells him to go to the place where his family's being held and wait for her and she'll help him get his family back. So that's where. You're going to go, well, to to finish up his storyline, that's where you have to go. That's actually a side quest, though. Oh. Did you finish that? No, I didn't. Okay. Yeah, so that's, a, that's actually, it turns into a side quest where, where you can go, uh we'll, we'll cover it a little So Fortress, to help free his family. But we're going to dive a little bit deeper into it, but it's not that deep to begin with. Uh But yeah, I mean, that completes City of the Sun, and it gives you a new main quest called maker's end and i think this, this is a special point for the game because this is where the two main quests they have themes now the quest like so the quest line where you go to help olin or well, the field of the fallen no i sorry uh errand the field of the fallen that main quest line is about what's happening now current times that's what that quest line is going to continue to be about the maker's end quest and, the, one, and the, the quest that you get after those, that's really about the old ones and finding out about what happened before and how you got to this point. That's what, what that quest is about. So that's, that's going to be it for this episode. I mean, the next episode, we're actually going to talk Field of the Fallen and talk a bit more about Meridian, maybe get into some of the side quests as well. And uh, you know, probably in the episode after we'll talk about makers and but before we kind of sign off here, Christina, like you know, I always ask you, how how you doing? How you feeling?
1: Uh, I'm feeling pretty good. I really want to see where the main story goes because I'm really interested in what happened to Ursa. I mean, you can kind of just assume. I feel like there has to be more than what you kind of assume happened to her. So, um, Yeah, I'm really interested in that. I'm really interested in meeting the Sun King, so I'm excited for that. Um, I don't think guy at this point, but we'll see what happens. So (laughs) you never know. So, yeah, no, I'm I'm having fun. Um, Again, like I say, every time I'm getting more confident, so... As you heard earlier, I'm like, yeah, Tooth are like no big deal. But like three episodes ago, I would have been like, oh god, no, I avoided all of them. I didn't even want to <laughs> look at them. So the bigger the threats that you see, the better I'm doing with the the other the other enemies, I guess. So
0: Yeah, you're gonna run into newer machines like, man, that that's that's a pain. Like that that one's really hard. And you're gonna look back like the next time you go to fight even like a Ravager or a Thunder like a. <laughs> Whatever. Light work. Light work. You know, so. But yeah, so like I said, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Uh, if you want to keep up what's going on with this show and the Mashes Button Network, you can join us on Twitter at slash the Mash Network. Uh, Christina, where can they find you?
1: You can find me at S'mores Pop Tart on Twitter and Twitch. I'm also the host of a podcast on this network called Wondrous Tales, and we talk about Final Fantasy 14 content. Um, so anytime there's a patch or an expansion, we go through story. And when there's not, we talk about other adventures and, and fun times in the game. So it's a good time. Come listen. Gotcha.
0: And, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Josh Dredamus and sometimes you're me streaming on our Twitch channel. At, that's twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. Like I mentioned earlier, we do have a discord server. We'd love to see you there. Come and talk about horizon. The either game, discuss some spoilers, Launch long as you put in the right channel, don't be that person. Okay, but in the right channel. That's at mash.gg slash discord. And I encourage you guys to reach out to podcast with your comments and questions. So you can do that on discord or you can uh, reach out to us on Twitter or you can even just email contact at mash.gg. And if you want to help the show out, one of the best ways to do that is to share the show with others and to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast platform of choice. If you want to take your support a bit further, you can uh, go to mtb.gg slash support and see all the ways you can support Mash Those Buttons. We do have a Patreon. We have Teespring Store. Uh, we have Twitch subscriptions. You can buy games through the Humble, uh, our Humble Bundle affiliate link. or you can even give us a one-time PayPal donation. We appreciate any form of support. And I encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show to hear more about Mash Those Buttons. And with that, we're done. For this episode, we will see you on the next episode.
1: Ooh, see ya.